So yeah, that's why I decided that this should be a, a cold open. I see. Yeah. Okay. The thing with a cold open is, like, if you want to compare it to a TV show or a film, mm. it will then usually, you'll have the cold open to kind of hook the audience. Yeah. And then... Yeah, it builds intrigue, doesn't it? It builds intrigue. Yeah. And then you contextualize it with the fo- the proceeding scenes. Yes. So it's, you know, on a co- episode of Columbo where someone's murdered, title credits. Like, yes. okay, now we're in the show. Yeah. So even if we do start with the cold open, mm. you then still have to introduce the show. I see. So we just had our cold open. We have. Now let's warm them up. Okay. Eddie, do you want to take this? Welcome back to the Fun Filter Podcast. <laughs> Today I'm here with Sam. Hello. And Jordan. Hello. Right. Well, you draw, I thought what you did, the gimmick that you did last week, I thought you were going to sustain that, that gag. Well, I just did a cold open. So that's my, that's your, that's my gimmick for this one. That's weekend. your gimmick, okay. Yeah. I will drop the curtain for this one particular thing. We asked Jordan to do the, <laughs> to introduce the podcast. Yeah. And um, because he's a rebellious spirit. Mm. Uh, he just did that instead. Yes. So you won't, of course, hear this because he will have edited it out <laughs> before it makes. Yeah. And if he's left it in, it's just to cultivate the impression that he's fair about what he leaves <laughs> in. You know, so that when you do later cut out yeah. what you don't like, um, it'll look like because you've left this in. Yes. That you're fair-minded. Yes. And you're not, are you? Well, I guess the audience will never know. Will I they? suppose so. I mean, we were really recording for 72 hours last time, and you saw two and a half hours of it, so... Yeah, well, that's the thing. I didn't listen back to the last <laughs> podcast, so I'm going to assume that that, that bit where Jordan glorifies incest <laughs> was cut out. Oh, yeah, that was gone. <laughs> that was gone. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, there you go. There's a little taste of what you're missing. <laughs> a little behind the scenes for you all. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so what we're going to talk about uh, Joker today, aren't we? We are, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which one of us would like to would like to start? I think you just volunteered. Oh, did I? Yeah. Um, Eddie, do you want to? <laughs> <laughs> Is this it? the new gag? <sighs> no, because these get, we we say it's going to be the new gag, and they just get tired pretty instantly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, no, it won't be a new gag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Genuinely, what do you think? Um, I thought. Uh, Lacking Phoenix's performance was very, very good. Mm-hmm. I thought the film, I thought seeing um, violence depicted that sort of honestly and I guess brutally in a what is essentially like a uh, a tentpole like blockbuster film was very refreshing. I thought the cinematography was quite, the film was quite pretty. It looked quite nice. Yeah. Other than that, I think it was very shallow and very pointless. I would say. Yeah. That's sort of my... Um, TLDR. Yes, my TLDR of Joker. <laughs> yeah. That was a callback, audience. <laughs> You're going to have to watch the first two and a half hour podcast to yeah. get that. Or just listen to it. Uh, I mean, I, it, yeah. if they want to watch it on YouTube and just look oh, yeah, at the screen of chapters, well, technically I wasn't wrong. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, but you can't see us. It's just you a screen. Watch just the perennially revolving logo <laughs> of uh, Fun Limited. Then, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a very low opinion of Joker mm. um, for many reasons. It's I completely agree with you that it's very shallow. Mm. Um, obviously, it's taking Taxi Driver as a heavy inspiration. Mm-hmm. And the problem with comparing yourself to Taxi Driver is that you 
demand comparison to Taxi Driver. Yes. And Taxi Driver, in my opinion, is pretty much the best film ever made. Okay. <laughs> so that's not, you know. Yeah. It was kind of at a disadvantage in a way. Mm. But I mean, I thought the, before I saw it, the ca- I saw the cast and, you know, that was very promising. It's a great cast. Mm. I like pretty much everyone involved in it. Um, I thought the trailer was really good. And I suppose that what it would be was a, it's its own story with the occasional nod, the occasional wink to films like Taxi Driver and The King of Comedy. Um, but it is just doing that film, isn't it? With a, a kind of a vague, it's DC Comics twist. Yes. And we, we talked about this. The thing with Taxi Driver is, to be incredibly pretentious, Taxi Driver is this incredibly delicately crafted, formal portrait of a character. Yes. Um, you know, it, it reflects something real. You recognize something in it. Yeah. Whereas Joker is just a uh, chaotic collage yes. of crazy. It's a mosaic of, oh, we'll have, we'll have the, uh, the bit in Taxi Driver where he talks to himself in his house. Yeah. We'll have the talk show thing from the King of Comedy. We'll have a bit of Psycho with the mother. Yeah. Um, a portrait of madness versus a uh, collage of crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just sort of a a mood board, isn't it? And I think the film mainly really, really, really wanted me to know that man off is crazy, man. You know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's one of the. Why are you moving my Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like leave it alone. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the problems with the because Pepsi was um... both <laughs> Go on. <laughs> um, Sam's actually drinking Coke just for the audience. Oh, yeah. No, we wouldn't betray you, Coca-Cola. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was one of the problems with the film. I've seen other um, reviewers say it as well. Like, mm. the, the, the the thing about Taxi Driver, the thing that makes tra- Travis Bickle so... The thing that makes you so uncomfortable while watching yeah. him is that he can function in society. Yeah, he's functionally psychotic. He's functionally psychotic. Mm, He can, like, you know, he successfully woos... Mm. I can't remember her name. What's the name of the woman in the film? The actress or the character? Uh, Which I... I, uh, Uh, Sybil Shepard. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, he manages to successfully woo her. Yeah. She agrees to go on a date with him. Yeah. You know... Because he's a good-looking young man. Yeah, from a glance, you can sort of... Oh, he's all right, that Travis Bickle. Yeah. And then when you spend any length of time with him, you start to see... Oh, there's actually something really not okay going on there. Yeah, but like him, uh, you know, massacre aside, yeah. at the peak of his insanity, because it's a similar format where it's about a man kind of slowly losing all connections to the outside world yeah. and kind of going into himself further and further, yeah. resulting in an explosion of violence. Yes. Um, taxi driver, the culmination of that really, before he goes on the killing spree, is he's sitting in his house just kind of with his gun to his head. Yes. Absent-mindedly mm. watching TV, yeah. and he's kind of rocking the TV back and forth with his leg, and then he kind of kicks it over, mm. sort of on accident, but sort of not. Yes, mm. and that's like he's broken his final channel, literally, to the outside world. Mm. That's Bickle being crazy, man. Yeah. Arthur Flack being crazy, man. It's him kind of dancing with a gun in his and yeah. hiding in a fridge. And what it is, it's basically just it's masturbation fuel. For fifteen-year-olds who are like, oh, it's like a really like it's like psychologically awesome portrait of this insane character. Yeah, it's when we were fifteen, we we tried to write a, a teleplay. We did. We that was essentially mm. yeah, Joker. We actually did yeah. as well. Mm. 
down to the mother being this kind of figure of yeah. um, you know intense. Well, your psychopathy. your pitch because uh, you revisited it briefly at university. Didn't yeah, you? and your pitch to the lecturer that you were speaking to yeah. was what if Travis Bickle had superpowers? Yeah, that was the idea. That was the idea that yeah. you had for Joker. It seems to be what if Travis Bickle was. What if Travis Bickle was kind of in the DC universe? Yeah. Yeah, that's... What if Travis Bickle, end of sentence, you know? Yes. That's basically what it seems to be. Yeah. Which, because this is the thing, we've both seen Taxi... We've all seen Taxi... You've seen Taxi Driver, haven't you? I have, but I really couldn't tell you anything about it because it's been a very long time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's been a while for me, though, in fairness. But we've all seen Taxi Driver. So to see a... What is essentially a watered-down Taxi Driver... Yeah. ...serves Mm. no purpose for us. Absolutely not. Doesn't no, mean anything no. to us. I think I said to you, the only um, type of person I could see this film benefiting mm. is someone who doesn't know Taxi Driver exists, yeah, or doesn't know those types of films exist. And mm. Joker sort of ends yeah. up serving as a gateway. I agree with that. My yeah. my takeaway of it, I'm sort of making myself angry at the possibility of this thing happening. Right. It's sort of. 18 to well our generation yeah watching go oh my god how come nothing like that has been done before yeah um so well no you just haven't been exposed to that sort of not only has it been done it's been done a thousand times better yes and we we talked about this that not only is there a better version of that film yeah there are better wacky and phoenix being crazy films yeah mm. oh, i said to you didn't i um the we gotta stop doing that by the way yeah, that's the problem. We see each other a lot, so we yes. just have these conversations yeah. before we even record the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think it was last year, uh, Wacky and Phoenix was in a film called You Were Never Really Here. Yeah. Yes. Um, is that any good? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it is. It's not bad. It, no. it depends what you're after. Okay. It's, you know, it's kind of, a, it's an assassin film, but it's, for lack of a better term, kitchen sink indie assassin film. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's it's, not it's, much it's, assassinations going on. It's an on assassin yeah. film in the same way that Drive is about a getaway driver. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Precisely. It's a Lynn Ramsey film. So have you seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? No. Uh, it's a it's a very kind of... Because um, if you compare quiet. it to Drive, I really like Drive. So Yeah, it's not quite as stylish as Drive, but it's that sort of principle where it's oh. a genre film, but done in an auteurist yes. fashion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, when he, when Joker climbed in the fridge yeah. in this film, which you used as a, an example of, oh, he's crazy. Crazy, man. Yeah. It's like, well, why is he climbing in the... Why? <laughs> yeah. Whereas in uh, You Were Never Really Here, there's like five or six scenes in which uh, Joaquin Phoenix, like, dreams, fantasizes about killing himself. Yeah. And he's sort of like, it's not transitioned into. He's just sort of doing something normal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's trying to kill himself. Yeah. And that's... Um, Genuinely, like, oh, what the hell's wrong? Yeah, yeah, what the hell's wrong with this character? Yeah. So well, this guy is just like, oh, he laughs and then he dances and then he gets in the fridge. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine the dancing. I don't know, obviously. I would imagine it came out of Wacky Phoenix improvising in character, and at one point he just started doing this dance or something. Yeah. Like, oh, that's incorporate that. I into say, the that's definitely the... Todd Phillips has definitely gone. Yeah, we'll do that. Then. We'll do yeah. that. Yeah. And um, I think that those dancing sequences are kind of. What was the expression I used yesterday to um, to explain what I thought that those were? Was it something like just sort of um, wallow in the crazy? Is that what? No, it was something else. Oh, this is really frustrating because it was quite brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were. It was. It was something like it, it's chapter headings, it, intermissions. Yes. Yeah. 
intermissions, balletic intermissions. Balletic intermissions. Um, that are kind of like, all this stuff happens, yeah. and then you've got, oh, now let's just... What would just you say, like, Eddie? Was that brilliant? Do you yeah, agree? it was quite brilliant. Do you agree with that? No, so what the fuck it means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit in the middle where he dances. <laughs> That's basically yeah. Um, yeah, that are just like kind of tonally trying to encapsulate his descent into madness. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree that Joaquin Phoenix is brilliant, but yeah. but yes, obviously, Joaquin Phoenix Yeah, we knew he was brilliant. Yeah. We, we knew he was brilliant. We know Taxi Driver is a great film. Yeah. We know the Joker is... A good character. A good character. Yeah. Well, let me, you know, take this opportunity to also plug The Master, which is... Oh, of course, yeah. uh, A film that Joaquin Phoenix was in in 2012, a Paul Thomas Anderson film, and that's about a drifter after World War II who's clearly unhinged uh, that kind of falls into the Scientology-esque cult yeah but I heavily recommend that and a big part of the appeal of that for me and the appeal with the Joker character mm. is his lack of context yes and when you contextualise the Joker I think it's kind of denuded of all that was a big problem yeah. for me going I think it was a big problem for a lot of people wasn't yeah. it because there, there are people who have like a long history with the Joker if they've read like the comic books and stuff my yeah. History with the Joker is The Dark Knight, the yeah. Nolan film, and the Arkham games. Right. That's pretty, pretty much, much the same. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much my only yeah. experience with the Joker. In both of they're both very different portrayals of the character. Yeah. Mm. But in both cases, he's an enigma. And I think that is And that's the thing. The appeal of him. Even in the Christopher Nolan film. Oh, and also Suicide Squad. I forgot Suicide Squad. Oh, Suicide Squad, yeah. Yeah. We did, rightfully did, forgotten. Yeah. 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 Does that count? No. I mean <laughs> yeah. I mean if you go off memes of the current day, mm. uh, it looks as if Jared Leto has gotten rather annoyed because um, he's being yeah, treated. He as, he's been, he's been <laughs> yeah. treated like he's being left behind, right. by the other Jokers. But this so is the thing: quite a thing. I mean, I don't know how much of it was him, but it's. I'm not sure how much you can blame Jared Leto for how bad that was. I mean, it was a terrible film. Yes, you know, terrible film, and he did shoot a lot of film, a uh, lot, a lot more. Yeah, but also. Did he need to be method acting, yeah. sending people use condoms and shit like that? Yeah. I, I think that's no, a publicity thing, though, isn't it? I think me- a lot of method acting is publicity. Oh, yeah. In, I mean, in award season. They, like, when, oh, when they were saying you, you as know. well that, you know, oh, we had a therapist on set while filming, filming Suicide Squad. Yeah, at a rubbish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or it's standard practice, and for some reason, and they decided, like, oh, if we publicize that, yeah. then it's like in, um, is it the first episode of Mad Men where he says, he decided for the cigarette campaign. He says, yeah. "Oh, these cigarettes are toasted." It's and toasted. The, yeah, and the guy says, yeah. "Well, every cigarette's toasted." He went, "No, yeah. no, these are toasted." These are toasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Pre- precise. And I think that another thing with the latter performance is that it was off the back of the Heath Ledger performance, in which essentially he method acted himself into the grave. Yes, really. Yeah. Um, so it's like, right? Well, I need to match that level of intensity without yeah. the consequences. Um, and what you get is he was like sending was it like rat body parts and like fish parts to like yeah. Yeah. oh wow man yeah, so <laughs> that's just irritating yeah that's, why has he done this oh this really enhances my enjoyment of yeah. your performance it's that film. it's that mm. marathon man thing isn't it where Dustin Hoffman and Laurence Olivier and there's a scene where the Dustin Hoffman character is supposed to be tired so he stayed up the whole night the night before to really look tired once Livia said to him, "What like what's up?" Yeah. Went, oh, I stayed up all night, you know, because I'm tired in the scene. He's like, "Why don't you try acting, darling?" Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> that, that's method acting. You know, when you get Heath Ledger Joker performances out of that, mm. you see its appeal. Yes, but at the same time, yeah, pretend. 
<laughs> just, yeah. just pretend they I mean, get up. That is acting in a nutshell. Yeah, you you back, show up, you pretend, up. you go home. Yeah. Pretty much. You yeah. Know. Yeah, when you contextualize the Joker, even Christopher Nolan, who is, you know, the master of obviously is very innovative, but logical so everything has to make sense within mm. here, you know. Mm. Everything's grounded in some reality. Even he had enough sense to kind of well the Joker has no context. No. Well because with the Joker, I say I know a little bit yeah. like when it comes to like the comics. So with the comics, he has multiple origin stories. Yeah. So Nolan obviously plays on that. So every time in the Dark Knight he goes, Oh, you know how I got the scars. Yeah. Yeah. He Which gives is a terrifying. And he gives a different story. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Arthur Fleck is like one version of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one, my, one of my main criticisms is I just didn't think it needed to be a Joker film. I completely agree. Yeah. I, yeah. I went, you could have made a film where it was about someone's like fall in mental health and mm. somehow in, in, you could have still had it somehow resulting in the violence yeah. and the crazy and just not tied it into Joker. And that would have been probably better. Well, this is one of the main problems is is it a film or is it a Batman film? And by that, I mean, obviously, it, it spoiler alert, it ends with the Bruce Wayne origin story playing out, essentially. Yeah. Um, okay. But because the film is so not about that, if it's more like a wink to the material. Yes. So it's either a Batman film, but considering the whole appeal of this film to Wacky Phoenix was, it's just this, it goes no further. It's not a setup for a sequel or anything. Okay, so it's not a Batman origin story, in which case it's just the crazy person story. And if it's just that, it's a really bad because mm. it's just doing Taxi Driver light. Mm. And the arc of the film, Arkham, the arc <laughs> of the film is man is a bit insane. Yeah. Society makes him a bit more insane. Yeah. He kills people. Yeah. People like that he kills people. Mm-hmm. He goes really insane and ends up in a psychiatric hospital. Yes. And that is the film. Mm. Yes, because in the at the beginning of the film he's medicated, isn't he? Yeah, he's on like all these different types of medication. Yeah. Then the um, therapy program that he's in shuts down. The funding yeah. is cut. Yeah, funding's cut. So he can't get his medication anymore. Yeah. So he's coming off his medication during the film, which no wonder he's going a bit fucking crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's sort of like perpet- It's sort of yeah, perpetuating his descent into madness. Mm. But also, in his mind, he's becoming more awake. Yeah, you know yeah. Th- what this like uncontrollable laughter that he has. He seems to gain control of that by the end, and it's like yeah, he's got he's got better control of it once he's off meds. Yeah, yeah. and when he's off meds, he's like, oh, I can finally, I'm happy. I I finally know who I am. I'm mm. the Joker. But then he, at the end, he gets sent to Arkham, where presumably they medicate him again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So doesn't that just undo everything that happened? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just very confused about what. Because at the end he laughs and she says, "Why are you laughing?" He says, "Oh, you wouldn't get it." Mm. I know that's meant. Oh, that's brilliant. It's yeah. like the fun. But what does that mean? It's not like through the film he's been holding on to this secret. You know what I mean? It's a weird resolution. Is it supposed to imply that he has though? Well, because he wants to be a stand-up comedian. Yes. Doesn't he? Which mm. is about making other people laugh. Yes. And then he laughs at the end. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. Mm. Right. Okay, which I think is an allusion to the killing joke with the Alan Moore yes. graphic novel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the film just, it ends up being not much of anything, really. Because I think the problem is, a lot of people are loving it. And it's because it has a really great performance in it. Well, not great, but very good. And it looks really good. Mm. The cinematography is really good. Mm. Yeah, And those are the two ingredients that 
that are like the easiest thing to go, oh, quality film. Yeah. The cinematography's great and it's the acting is good. Quality film. But yeah. when you look into it a little bit, it 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 is like it's fan fiction of somebody went, oh man, what if you did like the Joker, but it was like a 70s Scorsese film? What if you did that? Okay, that's a, when you, and you think of that and you go, oh, that's quite interesting. Yeah. And then you think about it for one second longer and you go, oh yeah, well, that's nothing. Is it? <laughs> yeah. You know. Are there um, other Batman films you could have chosen to do this story with? I know you picked Joker because Joker is the main one. Yeah. But also... As we, you know, as we've said already, the Joker kind of has to remain an enigma. You can't turn someone yep. into a symbol. You can't turn them into an idea <laughs> yeah. if you know everything about them and where they came from. Yeah, mystery is essential. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, <sighs> it's a shot in the dark, really. But I, I think the greatest villains throughout history, mm. there's an air of mystery to them right yeah. like Gustavo Fring Gustavo Fring and Breaking Bad his yeah. background is never no um, we, fully explained we know he's from Chile originally yeah and there's an implication that he's involved with Pin- the Pinochet yeah. dictatorship but n- not really mm. um, yeah Gus Fring uh, Shigur from No Country for Old Men absolutely who's a character defined by his code which is what the Joker is also defined by yeah or the absence thereof yeah um, yeah villains are at their best when they are ideas yeah when they embody a worldview. That is destructive. Yes. And so when you say, oh, he's just like a regular guy. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, he's a bit mad, yeah. really. And he was abused when he was a kid. It's like, okay. But yeah, if the end of this film is setting him up as he will then go on to become this crime lord, he's an incredibly incompetent human that's, being. That's the problem. Yeah. I, even at the end when he's in the makeup, I didn't really buy at no. any point that this is the Joker, you know? Yeah, it was was Arthur Fleck in makeup. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It doesn't... That's not the clown prince of crime that we come to know. No way. No. No. Yeah, no. It's... They're doing the, the, you know, the insane presidential shooter thing. The taxi driver was doing. He was inspired. No. So, I don't know if you knew it. A guy called John Hinckley tried to assassinate Reagan. Okay. um, Inspired by taxi driver. Oh, okay. Because he'd seen taxi driver and he was obsessed with Jodie Foster. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And so he thought, I'll get her attention, like he does in Taxi Driver, by kill, by trying to kill Reagan. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Reagan. Uh, but, uh, which actually brings up another thing. The the moral panic that has been breaking out over this film. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that just utterly stupid? Yeah. Mm. Do you want to, because I'm only half familiar with it. I think the idea is that the film, by um, sympathetically contextualizing a man that goes on to become a, um, a sh- you know, a shooter. Yeah. It would legitimize, uh, like, high school shooters and stuff like that to right. go, oh, well, if he's doing it, yeah. then I I can do it. Okay. Um, which is utterly absurd. It was, it's the same thing of people... Um, was that, was it GTA? Yeah. Was in, inciting violence as well. Yeah. Hmm. Like, every single time something which maybe has a bit more violence than it needs or mm. just a bit more violence than someone was expecting comes out. Oh, well, that's inciting violence. This is doing this. This is legitimizing people to do this. Mm-hmm. No. Just, <laughs> yeah. I don't see it that way. I just... P- people who are, you know, who are shooters in waiting in whatever yeah. way, something's going to trigger them. Mm. 
it, you know, they, they are that in waiting. It's not a case of it's going to create those people. No. It might be the thing that kickstarts it. Yeah. But that that's no reason to say that the film is responsible. For, no, no. For I mean, Joker doesn't decide to go on and kill Robert De Niro after playing around a GTA, does he? No, no, he doesn't. It's because he finds out. Well, yeah, it's because he finds out that he's been adopted. Yeah, and that he was beaten as a kid, and all of this really like traumatic stuff in his past. Yeah. Not you know. Oh, uh, and then um, he, just, he decides Robert De Niro's laughing at him, and he goes, "Well, you can die." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, um, which is. I'm really, I'm kind of upset that Rob De Niro is in the film. Because oh, yeah. As, as much as he is now, now does things like Dirty Grandpa <laughs> and stuff like that, which is depressing enough. The fact he's in this kind of, it's him validating the ta- the taxi driver kind of. Yeah. Mm. It's almost yeah. like sort of giving them a... Uh, My seal of approval. Yeah. yeah. And that, I'm a bit upset by that. But there, let's talk about the ridiculousness of that scene where he's on the chat show. Mm. Right. Ignoring the fact that it's going out live. Yeah. The, the fact that... Uh, he comes he confesses to murdering <laughs> these people and De Niro is like giving him the time of day to, to ask him about his motivations and yeah. like I think you're bad <laughs> uh, no no Arthur I dis- I think you're immoral rather than security rushing in and tackling Arthur to the ground <laughs> yeah. and I'll cut cut you yeah. Know? yeah I mean at the point at which he reveals he has a gun yeah that should surely be let's not let him kill Robert De Niro <laughs> yeah Let's tackle him to the ground. No, I, mean, I think in he fairness, won't... he doesn't reveal the gun until he shoots De Niro, right? He's, oh, he remember. still has it, like, towards him a little bit first, and then does it. Right, okay. If you've got security tackling him quick enough as soon as he's done it, mm. there was probably at least a little bit of time to do it before he did it. I mean, okay, then you don't get the drama, the, the yeah, film, yeah, but... Yeah. The know, inevitable. The, the, yeah, but the fact of that scene, he comes out... Apparently kisses the old woman, whoever yeah. the fuck she is. Because yeah. he's crazy, man. Yeah, because he's, he's crazy, man. <laughs> you know, the crazy people kiss old ladies. It's like when he... When he, uh, he was ki- one time, Criddle, shut up. He kisses the um, vertically challenged gentleman <laughs> on the head, doesn't he? Yes. Because after he yeah. kills the other bloke, he's like, oh, he's just man, like, he's so kooky. <laughs> it's like he's just like, ah, you can go. Yeah. He's like, you've know. just watched me kill someone, but you can go. Yeah. But that's another thing, like, because you were kind to me. So are you an indiscriminate, insane killer? Yeah. Or are you a freedom fighter? <laughs> are you a terrorist or a freedom fighter? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the thing with uh, De Niro. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know, it was it's the eighties in New, in, well, Gotham. It's the eighties. I'm like, there are super rats and thing. But <laughs> oh yeah, the super rats. You think they they, they they? I know you have to make a guest feel comfortable, and you know maybe offer them a bagel and a cup of coffee, but. Sort of you pat down oh, when you enter the building. <laughs> it's not just that. It's yeah. the fact that they walk in and he's written stuff on the, the mirror, the smile thing or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they don't go, ah, but where did that? This yeah. man's slightly unhinged. <laughs> it's yeah. just yeah. being like two police officers were just beaten to within an inch of their life by a, tr- a train full of clowns. <laughs> and he's like, I want to come on stage as a clown. And De Niro's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. This is not a political yeah, statement. Yeah. Are you sure it's not political? Yeah. Oh, all right. And then he's also like, yeah, well, I mean, I killed three guys on a train the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that whole thing, the Occupy Wall Street stuff is confused in what exactly that's trying mm. to do. Well, the idea, right, the, the impression I got was, and this is interesting because it, like, Arthur gets wrapped up in this almost by accident. Yeah. And yet he becomes the... It's figurehead. It's figurehead. Yeah. Um, yeah. He kills the guys on the train, the Wall Street guys, in self-defense, basically, because mm. they start beating him up. Um... Then he runs away and dances for a bit because he's mm. crazy. Um, then, because they're Wall Street guys, they're speaking yeah. to Thomas Wayne. 
yeah. Thomas Wayne is like um, possibly his dad. Definitely. Oh, that's a whole yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely not his dad. Yeah, but no, uh, Thomas Wayne um, is like, oh yeah, all poor people. This is probably the work of poor people because all poor people are clowns. Yeah, um, triggered by the fact that the Joker was dressed as a clown. Yeah, and then that starts this whole like clown movement. Yeah, it's like, oh yes, all the poor people are clowns. We own that term. Which he, say he does when they're in the cinema. He mm. gets into that cinema far too easily given that there is like a blockade of people <laughs> yeah. outside yeah. It's, like, it's like oh there's a blockade cool I'm just gonna around yeah. like, That's it. It. I took the clowns thing to possibly be a reference to Clinton saying uh, Trump's pulled his basket of deplorables just in that way of like colouring a hole but maybe I'm imagining Todd Phillips is not uh, inclined to condemn um, no. Clinton so I don't no. know also I don't, I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know did Trump supporters own the term? No. Bas- Bas- oh, well, kind of. Well, but, like, you know, the whole um, alt-right thing. Oh, okay. You know, right. uh, of kind of accepting what they call you. Yes. Um, but, the th- right, the thing on the De Niro show as well, um, you know, so he's in that video that they show of him performing in a comedy club yeah. where he just bombs. Mm-hmm. And that goes viral, essentially. Whatever right? the 80s equivalent That's of that like, is. How does that go viral? What happens there to, for him to become I famous mean- enough to be on that show. Because back in those days, that like being on those shows was a major... You were made if you yeah. went on a talk yeah, show. Yeah. Um, not so much anymore, you know, because there were so many and yeah. the internet or whatever. Yeah. But those days, you go on a talk show, you are now, you're, you're now a celebrity. Well done. Yeah. But also, my thing was, I thought he was performing in a fairly independent comedy club. Yeah, like a, like a salad, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like a low-key place. Yeah, yeah. You know... Because it, even if you want to be a stand-up comedian, if it's early doors, you're not going to be going, right, well, we're doing the equivalent of what is, I know, fucking the Motor Point Arena in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's playing a small comedy club, probably like the Glee Club, which we have down in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Giggle Hut or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not the biggest thing in the world, and it's not in the day and age where they're shoving it out on YouTube. So... Yeah, yeah, precisely. I don't quite get how it must be. Yeah. It must be word of mouth. Or, but it's filmed, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. the show is the clip. Yeah, but it's the show is live, as we find out in yeah, the end yeah. of the film. So, presume, I don't know whether they've had shows since where people have like referenced it, or whether it is just mm. sort of word of mouth that the executives picked up on. Yeah, but that's the thing, so nowadays... It would go viral. No, nowadays, um, talk show hosts... Yeah, it would go viral, yeah. but also talk show hosts do that. We're like, oh, this this video is going viral. Let's get like, yeah, Dan Daniel. Let's get the guy from the right. Dan Daniel video on the Ellen Show. Yeah, yeah. Did they do that in the eighties? It's like, oh, this yeah. guy has become like the center of public ridicule. Let's give him a spotlight. Not so much. No, no, because yeah, you can't vouch for what who he is. No, what <laughs> when someone's famous enough to be on a talk show back in those days. There's enough of an infrastructure around them mm. that you can assume, well, they're basically probably balanced enough to be on a talk show. Yeah. Even if they're a drug addict yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They can and be on based talk show. off of the one clip they have of him, I wouldn't put him yeah, on a no, talk no. show. They have, you know, these people are managers, agents, publicists, and you've got Arthur Flack. No one's laughing at me now. Like, right, okay. This <laughs> this is the, <laughs> this know, is the clip just... they play on the news. Yeah. You know, um, when he's released his manifesto or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But. Another problem I have with the film is I'm very wary of on these podcasts I just complain about everything. <laughs> we all try and break that format. Okay. Well, I don't know. I mean, we're all sort of complaining about I suppose so. Yeah. Um, Thomas Wayne being portrayed as um, unsympathetic. Yes. Now, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to invert the myth. 
Yes. Um, the problem is, if you are trying to do a Batman story, it's kind of like those comics are a Bible in, in a sense, in that certain things have to be true of that story. Yeah. They have to get killed in front of him, obviously that happens, but they also have to be philanthropists who are, who are victims of the problem they're trying to eradicate, yeah. rather than um, kind of rich trolls who are prodding the underclass. Yeah, where their death may not be... You might not, like, say... Oh, oh it's, that was a, a good it's a shame for the kid, but they kind of deserved it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's vindicated, isn't it? Yeah. You can, like, once he becomes Batman, mm. then you can start doing whatever you want. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, fuck with it then. Yeah, but he needs to become Batman first. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say, I will throw out one thing with the film, which is something Todd Phillips set. Right. Which is that Todd Phillips has left it ambiguous over whether he is the actual Joker. Yeah, yeah. Or if it inspires a character and the actual Joker is someone that's in the background of the film. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. I Every time Todd okay. Phillips seems to open his mouth but he does like to throw different things out there and did say that eventually he would reveal what they meant. I'd rather have depending just... on if the film does well and if yeah, they can get yeah. Whacking Phoenix back to do another one. But that's that's the thing because they said in in August if the film did well, yeah, they'd quite happily do a sequel. Yeah, um, <laughs> the film was currently made like five hundred and fifty million at the you know box office. Mm. It's yeah, it's like ten times its budget. It's made back. yeah, and and Whacking Phoenix it seems to be on board. So that oh, does he? Yeah, he, oh. he said he would. I would assume a sequel is coming out of this at some point. Raging Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, do you know what? <laughs> if, if, if this new DC universe is just... They rip off a Martin Scorsese film with a different Batman villain, yeah. then yeah, all right. You know, mm. have Bane and the Raging Bull rip off, have like... The, the Hood Fellas. <laughs> Yeah, have like um, oh, I don't know who could be in the Wolf of Wall Street ripoff. Um, I get that could be like Wayne Industries sort of thing, couldn't it? I suppose the Wayne of Wall Street. Or the Wayne of Wall Street. Yeah. yeah. No, because it still have to be Robert Pattinson, and I'm not on board with that. <laughs> See, I, I'm open-minded to that. The problem, there's so many Batman things no. happening. They're, like, independent of each other. No, yeah. to be fair, I'm interested... The only thing with the Batman film is that they've they've announced who's playing Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Yeah. Do we so like I, her? She's okay. She she hasn't done anything that's, like, wow. No, she, okay. vo- she voiced the character in the Lego Batman film. Oh, did she? Oh, did she yeah. voice Catwoman in that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, okay. Um. So, I'm interested to see... How this portrayal of Catwoman also that Joker. Out. I'm familiar with that Joker as well. Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> well, Joker. in the last uh, five can, years, can we not talk about Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> still, still bitter about that. Are you ready? That's fresh, fresh wound. Just haven't watched the fucking film. In the last five years, how many different Batman things have there been? Five. The, the Lego last five. Just the last five years. Right. So since 2014. Yeah. So you've got the Lego Batman stuff. Yep. You've got Gotham, the TV series. Yep. Yeah. You've got um, now there's Bat Girl, Batwoman, Batwoman, yeah. Batwoman. Um, Al- Alfred's got a TV. Yeah. Pennyworth is called. Even Alfred's got a show. Yeah. Pennyworth. Um, the Suicide Squad, Bat- Ben Affleck, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Who's also yeah easy because he's in Batman, in, Superman, and all yeah, that all, shit. all that that universe. Yeah. You've got the new Rob Pattinson film. Yeah. And now you've got Joker. Yes. 
too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you want to count um, Teen Titans? That's oh, I don't well. even familiar with that. Okay, that's like um, sorry. I think Robin is like the main character of that. It's, right. it's a it's mm. a kids show, but they did a film. That's the interesting thing is they did a film in twenty. It was either twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen. I can't remember. Right. The premise of that film is one of those self-aware kids cartoons. So the premise of the film is that the Teen Titans are trying to get their own franchise movie. Right. Um, and they go to the premiere of I think the new Superman film or the new Batman film. Okay. And there are all these trailers beforehand. They're announcing all these new films based in that franchise. Yeah. And the Teen Titans are like, oh my God, it's going to be us. It's going to be us. And they announce an Alfred movie. (laughs) And it's a joke in that film. Yes. And then I think a couple of months later, the actual (laughs) Alfred movie was announced. Yeah. In 2016, you did also have the Batman the Killing Joke film. Also, yeah, there's that. Oh yeah, you've got all the Batman Ninja. Yeah. You've got all, yeah, all of those. Batman Ninja. You've got like, like, you know, there's, there's a rich mythology and... I, I'm not saying let's not make any more Batman things. Mm. It just feels like, well, the Joker, okay. You're obviously going to do more Joker incarnations, though. But it's it's done. It's been Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, to me now. Yeah. You I, can't one-up that. No, I, saying, I think that's yeah. the case with most people. Yeah. Some people are still more for, like, Nicholson's version. Yeah, yeah. But generally speaking, it's one of those two. Yeah. And you can do another Joker, but you won't do it better. No. I, I don't like, see how you can do it better. The idea thing, is uh, Joaquin Phoenix now going to become part of that conversation of who's the best Joker? Yeah, I've seen... Is a, it a Nicholson, Heat Ledger, or... I've seen loads of memes where like, Nicholson, uh, Ledger, and um, Phoenix kind of pointing at the latter Joker and going, ha, right, really so good Joker camp. Yeah. So I, I follow... Um, I'm oh, in, a, in a group on Facebook, which is called... Three Flavors Cornetto person. So it's about the Cornetto oh, yeah. trilogy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you, obviously if you know like films like Shaun of the Dead and all that, and this is one in particular. Okay. Which is just... Please welcome our newest member to the I'm butthurt someone did it better than me club Suicide Squad Joker. Okay, yeah. yeah. So and that, then those yeah. two... Of- that essential idea. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering whether... Because the, when Joker premiered at the Venice Film... I think it won the main prize at the Venice Film Festival. Okay. And then it's like, again, like give Wacky Things the Oscar now. And whenever a film that I'm quite excited about has that level of um, buzz around it, mm-hmm. it's almost always not as good as I hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm wondering whether, similar to The Last Jedi and those films that get quite good critical reception immediately upon release, s- to build up hype, and I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of critics are paid by the studio. Okay. Is w- within a few months. Is there going to be a completely revised opinion? You know what, Joker actually wasn't that good, was it? Um, I don't know, because I have spoken to certain people about it, mm. and I probably had a more negative review about it than most of them. Right. And I'm more positive about it, I think, than you two are. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Well, is there anything that we've... Because me and Sam have sort of, again, first 40 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> first 40 minutes, yeah. I just kind of pop in and yeah. out, you know. Uh, is there anything that we've brought up that you disagree with? This thing, not particularly, because I spent time thinking over it over the last week. And I say, my main criticism was that I came away and went, well, this didn't need to be a Joker film. Okay. Yeah. You could have easily done things differently. But no one would have seen it if it wasn't the Joker. No. Very true. It yeah. would have just been some random independent film. And this thing, if it's not the Joker, this thing, if it's not the Joker, it it's just the taxi driver. Yeah. Rip off. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sort of okay to do I don't know, like you're taking Wolverine and you're doing Shane with it, which is what Logan did. Yeah. Or you know, you're you're taking an existing property that's gonna draw a big audience and doing it through the lens of a, a pre existing mm. thing. Mm. 
that's fine. But if you remove that from it, I mean, Logan minus the the X Men ness of it is still a good film. I would say. Yeah, I would yeah. Agree. This, I don't think it's a good film anyway. But if you take out the fact that it's the Joker, it's oh, you've just done, you've made Taxi Driver in twenty nineteen, and yeah. you've just done it worse. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah it completely does not need yeah. to be a Joker film. No, because it's trying to be its own thing. Yes. It's like, oh, we're not. It's not a Batman heavy film. But by doing that. It's not a Batman heavy film, but we will point out at least three or four times that we're set in Gotham. Yeah. Yes. And, by, but, and Batman will be in it. You know, yeah, like but, you know no, Bruce no, no, Wayne no, will be yeah, in it. But that was the thing they, they made the caveat. It's like, Batman is not in this film. Bruce Wayne Bruce is Wayne in this yeah. film. And by making it stand on its own in that way, it's completely shattered it as a, oh, you're just the film? Right. Well, you're shit then. Mm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I yeah. do wonder if he will be up for the Oscar, though. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we now seem to be in an age where not good films win Oscars. So, <laughs> mm. And, you know, plenty of instances in the past where the arguably what should have won didn't. Yeah. But it was usually beaten by a film that was at least good. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah. we've got Rami Malek winning for Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. That, I think, is slightly lower critical, critically. You know, it's, it's less favorably reviewed than Joker. Mm. Yeah, so it's it's quite feasible that Phoenix will be up for the Oscar. Is this an an opportunity for the Oscars to do another Lord of the Rings? Though, is it an opportunity for them to award a film that people generally like? Yeah, but also it's the type of film that they would give an award to anyway. I know that Lord of the yeah. Rings doesn't quite fit into that category because mm. Lord of the Rings they wouldn't usually award a film like that. But yeah, does the do, do the Academy see this as um, oh this is like a big popular film that we can give an award to and yeah. sort of keep our values intact. Like nominating Black Panther mm. as well for Best Picture. Yeah, so but that felt a bit token. It did, but it especially wasn't a bad that, film. Especially when they created that like popular film category that, that got, they had yeah. to get rid of. Yes, uh, but like <laughs> 10 years ten years ago, after The Dark Knight wasn't nominated for Best Picture, yeah. it caused such an uproar that they then expanded mm. Best Film to 10 films rather than 5. Yeah. So will this then... But they did give the Oscar to Ledger. Yes. But will this then be, oh, you know, we need to take public opinion into account a bit more. Yeah. So we will nominate things like... Perhaps a, a, a slightly weird question. Would Ledger have won it if it wasn't posthumous? I don't think he would. You don't think he would? I don't think he I would. I absolutely think he would have done. Really? Yeah. Because the Academy likes villains, like showy villain performances. Well, who was he up against? Because I'm saying this, I oh, don't know who his competition for, was. I, 2008 was a pretty weak year for Oscars, generally okay. speaking. So he would have been up against... Uh, you had Josh Brolin for Milk. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. for Tropic Thunder. Right. Well, that wouldn't be nominated now. <laughs> it wouldn't be. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman for Doubt. Yeah. And Michael Shannon for Evolution Road, as well as Heath Ledger. Okay, so Philip Seymour Hoffman is great in Doubt. Mm-hmm. They're, they're all good performances. Yeah, yeah. But I think Ledger's performance was the outstanding thing that year, period. Mm. Okay. It, I think it would have won if he, if he hadn't have done. Maybe it's my cynicism that yeah. drives me to say that he wouldn't win. But Yeah, it, I, I know. I, it's not you know beneath them to do that. Yeah. yeah. But I just think that that's such a... It's such a, a showy theatrical performance anyway. Mm. They like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it would have won regardless. I really, I really do. Okay. Well, that's the question, actually. Um, Todd Phillips was not the right person to make Joker. Was no. It? Who was... Oh, if, God. It, or if it's this sort of film. Well, it, that's it, the question. Because we've uh, thinking about it, we've, we've sort of trashed, uh, poo-pooed the idea of this film entirely. Yeah. But I suppose if you had to do it, if you had to do a Joker origin story film... 
is that the only con- that those are the only conditions it has to be a Joker origin film I suppose okay so it's not it's without this taxi driver thing that's the thing I don't know whether Todd Phillips brought that to it or whether yeah. the studio brought that to Todd Phillips right so I don't know what to give you in terms of criteria I would say if you do, it's just a Joker origin film really out there thing yeah I'm going to say David Lynch oh okay no, I, I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah, because not only is he that would have been interesting. incredibly surreal, obviously. Yeah. He's so, like, he did The Elephant Man. He can do relatively straightforward yeah. mm. uh, narrative. Mm. But yeah, to do the, the most arguably iconic villain of all time, oh, yeah. other than Satan, you know, <laughs> it's Satan and Darth Joker, Vader. Probably. And Darth Vader. Um, give that to, to the best surreal American surreal filmmaker. So, so there is an article that came out I don't know if it was just as the film came out or just before mm. about the fact that Scorsese himself could have done it. Well, he did do it. Well, yeah, yeah, he did but it in nineteen seventy-five yeah. or whatever. Sex, yeah. But Seven, six. Yeah. How do you think it would have ended up if it had he hadn't left? Well, he was producing. So, yeah, he? so he was a producer yeah. at the start, and he left to go and do The Irishman. Yeah, but he considered directing it. Did he consider directing it? Yes, he's come out and said that. Oh, okay, right. Um, so. Okay. How do you think that would have then gone? Do you think it would have been quite a? It's hard to know, isn't it? How um, how much the script would have changed under Scorsese's yeah. stewardship? Yes. Oh, because of course that's the thing. Uh, Taxi Driver wasn't written by Scorsese; it was written by Paul Schrader, um, which is yeah another element missing from. I don't know who the writer for Joker was. I, I don't know either. I, Todd Phillips may be one of the writers. Um... Can we check who's written by? Right. Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Yeah. Okay. What, what's Scott Silver? It's funny because this year, I thought, because I think one of the writers of the Hangover films and Todd Phillips, they both seem to be doing higher brow, ooh, this is like... Right. Now, Todd Phillips went on to do Joker, yeah. which we now, you know, yes. dislike. Yeah. And the other bloke, Craig Mazin, went on to write Chernobyl. No. Yeah. He's joking. No, yeah. Wow, okay. One of the Hangover writers is the sole writer <laughs> of a travel, which is a masterpiece. The sole writer, the so- just him, yeah, the um, sole writer. Right, so Joker's done and dusted then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like yeah. I mean, it, the main points. Are I right think there, yeah. we're going on for nearly an hour. I'm not gonna. Oh, yeah, right. probably. We beat our record, did we? For <laughs> one topic, Breaking Bad for 40 minutes, Joker for an hour. Uh, at, le- at least this teeters more towards the relevant. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> 56, 56 minutes. Okay, right. Okay. 56 minutes. Um, El Camino. Yes. Yes, let's talk about let's that. Let's talk about now. El Camino. Okay. We'll let Eddie start this one, okay. so we don't monopolize the conversation again. Right. I mean, very much, I very much enjoyed it. Okay. Um, again, I, I mean, I, I'm still, I think it's a lot of fan service. Yeah. Whether it was needed. I'm still deciding. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that you get to know the story, that you get this story. Yeah. But again, it's fan service. So whether it was needed or whether you could have just left it, because as we discussed last time around in the script where he goes, where he's going is somewhere better. Mm. Well, you find out within about 30 seconds, that is not true. Right. Because immediately the police are there surrounding oh, him. Yeah, he yeah. has to hide. and Yeah. So... Uh, to be fair, I think that was meant more in like the ultimate sense. Yes. Yeah. Like, the, the, but that's the thing, isn't it? Um, it's he's going somewhere better and leave it at that. And even though if you haven't read the script, you wouldn't know that. Um, that ending is basically that idea, isn't it? He's escaping. Yeah. He's. We are then meant to infer that oh, he he basically has a good ending, right? Yeah. 
um, his, he has a, a nice conclusion to his to his character arc. Yeah. This film is just the minutiae of that. Mm. The brief moment before ultimate happiness. Yeah. It's the mechanics of that. Yeah. Which Breaking Bad has always been great at, is mm. the mechanics of a situation. But to me, that does render it entirely pointless. Okay. Mm. It's not needed at all. No, it's not. Um, yeah. But it's well done. It, it, it's it is well, well done. Executed. I did find it funny because uh, Jesse Fleming's, I thought, did quite a good turn as Todd. Yes. But I do love the fact that his face is considerably larger. Oh, yeah. Than he's he's, he's, he's but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I love the fact that it's just gone. Yeah. No one will notice that. Well, this is the thing. I really, I, there's not, as far as I see it, there is nothing wrong with this film. Right, I can't really criticize anything about it because it's mm. skill. It's so well executed. The only nitpicky problems I have with it as a film on a micro level is things like, yeah, Jesse Plemons is, is considerably larger than he was in Breaking Bad, and then your brain has to start writing it off like, oh, he put on weight for a few months and then he lost it by the something like you know, so yeah, so you can justify it to yourself no it's all that soup he was eating it's all that yeah exactly <laughs> all that the beans and bacon well, no, soup, he, yeah. well he had to empty his fridge to fill it with money so that's very true oh yeah, yeah. you know you, um, you gotta <laughs> couldn't buy another fridge no yeah they eat all the food unlike what, what, when they bring in Cranston uh, his bald cap is a bit dodgy yes and it looks and he, he's bigger than he was at that point in the show mm. yeah and it just yeah and it's funny because that as far as I can gather the scene that he's in uh, it, it takes place just after the episode three days out, mm. which is when they're stuck in the RV in the desert. Mm. Um, and now he's somehow fatter than he ever was. But <laughs> 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 he, you know, yeah. conceivably be a significantly thinner. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I do, I do yeah. love, he, I do love the fact that I don't know if you know, but he, they had to fly him in on a private jet. Right. To hide the fact oh, that he right. was coming in for okay. filming. So okay. I do, did love the fact of like reading that. It's just like, yeah, no, we really, because if you've seen, I don't know if you've seen Aaron Paul do any interviews about it. I haven't. But he said that when they were filming, like how, because how this was kept quite well set, you know, secret. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, how did you do this? And it's like, oh, yeah, well, I do, you know, people would come like, down see us filming. You'd be like, oh, and no, I'm just doing an indie passion project. And yeah, they'd be like, oh, Greenbrier. Yeah. And yeah. they'd be like, oh, cool. You know. Yeah. And then it's like. Nah, but then we also secretly flew private Brian Cranston in on the <laughs> private jet. Yeah. Somehow you had Jonathan Banks also just casually walking yeah, around. Yeah. Kristen Ritter. Yeah. Which I understand obviously her being in it, but at the same time, yeah. you probably didn't need it. Yeah. Um, you, did, you didn't need her. You didn't need Cranston. Um, no. Th- that is fan service. Yeah. And, you know, but it's, it's not indulgent enough and you can't extract a kind of poetry from it. It makes sense that at the end of the... What what is now the end of the Breaking Bad saga? Yeah, but okay, we get one more scene with Walt, yeah. and in it he sort of says to Jesse, um, "You didn't have to wait your whole life to do something special," which is a nice kind of tragic end for that character. Yeah. Um, Again, yeah, I, I don't know what it says about Jesse, but no. for Walt, that's a nice ending. And then Jane, the same thing of like, "Oh well, we'll end it with this flashback that sort of yeah is the message of the film, which is Jesse, who's always gone along with things." And, and just been the victim of circumstance is now going to be the driver of his own destiny. Mm. Okay, let's tell yeah. the audience that at the very end. Yeah, with Although the woman I, he loved. You know? yeah. yeah. Although I did think when he had the scene with Jonathan Banks, mm. and he he goes, "Well, where would you go?" and he says, "Alaska." In my head, as soon as I saw that, I went, "That's that's where he's going at the end." Of oh, the absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And that's a, I mean, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's not. That's the one 
cameo from a deceased character that I think is completely justified yeah. in the film. I th- yeah, I because think it, sets it up the, works very well. And Todd, I would say, purely for the, you know, the, the, again, the mechanics of how he escapes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But with, with Mike, um, it sets up the theme of the film and also yeah. it sort of, by having that at the beginning, it gives mm. the film like a circularity. Almost. Yeah, like, it oh, bookends it. It bookends yeah. it, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, quite, I quite like seeing Skinny Pete and Badger again. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, um, they were in it too. They, they didn't need they, to be in it any more than they were, but it no. was disappointing. Yeah, but I, I like the Skinny Pete's kind of newfound. He's got a head in his shoulders now. Yeah, like he kind of knows what to do, and he tells Badger what yeah. to. You know, I like that, and I love that the ending for that character was he loses the hat. <laughs> yeah, 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 and it had a practical purpose as well. Yes, right? you know it was, yeah. that was very well done. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get. I liked it, you know, but mm. it's. It's certainly not great by any stretch of the imagination. It's it's not given the Vince Gill- the way it was portrayed was Vince Gilligan turned around to Aaron Paul and went, yeah, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it, I I think that you still could have had more to hit completely that level. Yeah, and the thing about Breaking <clears throat> Bad is they never wasted anything. Everything mm. was there for a reason, mm. and. You know, they they use what they had, and they they never exhausted something. They got as much juice out of it as was reasonable, yeah. and then that was removed. And they did that, and every scene was important. If you took out one episode, the one after wouldn't make sense. It was yeah. a very boom boom boom. And so the fact you're getting these flashbacks, it's like, well, if it was important, I would have seen it in Breaking Bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It similar to Joker in a way. It feels a bit fan fictiony. Down a much higher level. Yes. Or it's like, well, we know Jesse escapes. This is precisely how he escapes. Yeah. In that in that sense, it's again, it's the minutiae of what was already a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Yeah. It it was the exact thing of what we. Well, I mean, you said it last week. Was he? They were never going to kill it. Yeah. It, it's going to be basically the same ending. Yeah. 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 He was, but he was going to get out in a yeah. proper way. Yes. Which he does. Which I did. I did enjoy the fact that he he sort of goes to the guy and he's like. Well, yeah, no, you owe me for the last time when yes. you, you fucked up. Oh, yeah, what a dick. <laughs> no, no, but then yeah. he's then like 1,800 short and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to call the police. And then they're just yeah. like... But that sort of thing, that's very Breaking Bad. I love the problem solving of, well, you owe me for last time. Of course, yeah, he would ask yeah. for the money for... Right, so he's 1,800 short. How to get 1,800? And that sort of storytelling is very Breaking Bad. Yes. One more problem to yeah. solve. One more problem to solve. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I have nothing to complain about. No. I like that his brother was on a band trip to um, London. <laughs> <laughs> so we can't have the fact that he's aged 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and or, Brock wasn't yeah, it. Brock is um, Just one little, the writer in me, th- trying to think of like one little detail that would have been nice is when he is, um, he goes in his parents' house and he opens the safe and he gets the guns out of it. I think what they should have done there was shown stacks of money that he that he doesn't take because he has to get eighteen hundred dollars, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. So he'd rob the the other guys. He wouldn't rob his family. He'd rob the other guys because that's sort of his. He's earned that money. Yeah. It's Todd's. Yeah, and in a weird karmic way, it sort of belongs to him. Those bastards yeah. are the ones who put in his. You know, the contraption that kept him a prisoner. Yeah, uh, and yeah. So no, he could rob his parents, and he doesn't. I think that would have been a nice detail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just the, the right for me. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. Was he supposed to rob his parents though? My initial impression of that scene is he got them out of the house to rob it. Okay. And when he only found the guns, he was like, right, I'm going to have to go to... That's Andy. interesting. I don't know. 
I, I assume that he'd gone there to get the guns because obviously he lost his gun too. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, yeah. but yeah. he looked almost disappointed when he saw the safe was only filled with guns. Okay, mm. maybe I could be wrong. I, okay, yeah, I didn't give that scene enough. It makes sense that you'd look in a safe for money. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but um, but no, I do. Yeah. I, I would have liked that little deal. Yeah, uh, the Todd's neighbor. My fuck was he annoying? <laughs> he was really irritating. I like. Yeah. I understand playing like you're playing to irritating, but yes. He oh, really was annoying. Yeah, really got on my test. I really liked the stuff with Todd and Jesse in the apartment, just like working around the dead body. Yeah, yeah. that was very Tarantino-y and just mm. kind of I love surreal. The, yeah. He just like puts the belt on. <laughs> he just yeah, like, they're rolling nice up the body, yeah. like oh, a spider. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that was that was fucked when, <laughs> when the spider was in the room. Yeah. See, that's I would have mm. hidden the money under the spider. I would have had like um put it on top of all the money in like this contraption yeah. and put the cage on top because no one's going to no. go through the spider to get yeah. the money. But Todd definitely the thing would. that was messed up about the spider for me though was the the spider is no longer a trophy now. now that It's he's, a pet. Yeah, yeah. he's given it a, <laughs> an, an environment and he's looking yeah. after it. Mm. I love that he just like, again, Todd, it's, we, we've talked about this again, yes. but um, how well, how they capture like his insanity, it, it's never showy. No. It's never obvious. It's just kind of like these little... He's just so bland in a way as a person. Yeah. Mm. And it kind of... His menace creeps through in how sort of he seems oblivious to his... It's... Yeah. Psychopathy. It's genuinely bizarre because he yeah. he seems like a simpleton, but he has yeah. a grasp on the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Like he treats it like he's a simpleton because he just doesn't seem to get it. Like in Breaking Bad when he kills Drew Sharp. Yeah. Um, he, He's just kind of like, well, yeah, we said... You said not to... Yeah, it's kind of... There's a rationality to it. And, and there's sort of... It's... They do it with the right level of indifference. It's not indifferent enough like, oh, look how cold and, you know, mad he is that yeah. he kills people. He sort of... He sort of apprehends the gravity of what he's doing. Yeah. Like, oh, I, she found my money. I can't have people finding my money, so yeah. I have to kill her. And there's kind mm. of... It's... He's regretful about it, but mm. not in a crazy way. No. He's just like... Oh, she didn't deserve it. She was honest, and um, yeah, you know, it's like oh, I just you know, it was a moment of weakness. That's yeah, don't make me feel worse yeah. about that. I already do. Yeah. And like, I love when Jesse goes to his room and you just hear, "How do you like my room?" He's <laughs> 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 so blasé. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's great. But I, go on. No, I was just, I was going to praise Todd. A praise Todd. More. Yeah, Jesse Plans is great. I, um, I will say, in the show, he did annoy me a little bit. Okay, I really enjoyed watching him in this. Okay, and are you? In what sense? I don't. I, I don't know. I just remember when I watched the show, really being like, "Oh, can you just fuck off? <laughs> can you just fuck off?" <laughs> yeah. I think particularly yeah. towards the end of the show, I think he quite annoyed me. Okay. Um, you but enjoyed then, it when, but, but I actually disposes of him then. Yeah. <laughs> By snapping of his neck. Yeah. Snapping of his neck. Snapping of his neck. Um, the the question: Can you watch it if you haven't watched Breaking Bad? I want to. I want to hear Eddie's answer. I know. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like if you can, I think you're, you're missing too much detail. Yeah. Yeah. I think you absolutely can't. I'm. I'm. In hindsight, I'm really glad we watched Breaking Bad. Yes. Because we said on the last podcast that me and Sam were watching the entirety of Breaking Bad in mm. lead up to El Camino. Yeah. We managed to do it. Yeah. And it was good because there were a couple of things in Breaking Bad that I either didn't remember. Mm. or I sort of misremembered how they fed into the story and right. where they came in mm. the show. Okay. Good example being that I thought Sable to Wipe the website was in series one. Right, okay. Just little details, like yeah. nothing important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like I forgot who Joe was or anything. Just like, it was nice to revisit the show, but yeah. also, yeah, 
I don't see how... There are things like the spider, you're not going to get the significance of the spider, no, and no. that's disappointing. Yeah. But like when he goes to see Ed, the disappearer, yes. if you're unfamiliar with Breaking Bad, you're going to be like, okay, well, how? why does he know? Yeah. Yeah, it does yeah. Oh, they've encountered each other before? Why, why didn't we see that? Yeah, which is, for me, what's... It's it's a good and bad thing because I think it's it's good that it's sort of it's so after the show that it it it's not going to bother resetting up this world for you. You know yeah. what I mean? But at the same time, I think that it that films should work as films, okay, in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and this really doesn't, e- even just structurally, like mm-hmm. it's very vignette-y. You know? Yeah, it's a thing happens. There's a flashback. A thing happens. There's no. It's not like three act. It's, you know, there's a resolution and there's sort of a beginning, but it really is. It's a long episode of a bigger story. Yeah. Rather than... It's, it's an epilogue. It's definitely Precisely, an it's an epilogue. Yeah. 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 But, but, a, but a good example is um, you would probably be able to infer who Todd is. Yes. Like, oh, he, one of his captors. Yeah, yeah, he held Jesse captive. Yeah. But Todd has no end in the film. No. He just sort of stops showing up. Yes. Yeah. You know, you've got that whole scene... With the cleaner that he makes Jesse help him take the cleaner out into the desert and bury him. And then he sort of, Jesse is about to shoot him, but Todd sort of intimidates. I, I think he doesn't well, even intimidate him. No, he. I think just Jesse realizes that, okay, I shoot him. I'm going to have to get rid of his body. Yeah. I'm going to escape. They're going to go kill Brock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the police are going to be after me. I'm fucked in. I can't do anything. Yeah, there's nothing. So he's just impotent, doesn't he? He gives it yeah. over. Yeah, which, no, which in a film is like perfect like okay we've set the stakes now yeah this guy has to die we hate him yeah yeah exactly and then he only shows up in one more scene and he's kind of in the he's background he's in the background and yeah. you think there's not even the suggestion of what goes on to happen to him no you can infer oh right nine people found dead right he's dead then yeah, yeah. but yeah there's no like little flash of his body or you know just, no. it's never addressed like no. there's this psychotic villain yeah and he's just not in the film anymore yeah yeah, no, it absolutely. You cannot watch El Camino yeah. if you haven't watched. Honestly, I'm not framing that as a negative per se. Right. Um, yeah, because, it's it's both for me. Well, I mean, who they've made no secret of the fact that this is the continuation of a TV show. Yes. No. Yes. Yeah, so I, I mean, it very much now fits the subtitle of a Breaking Bad movie because you need to have seen. Absolutely. Yes. I'm more okay with that now. Yeah. 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 But, but yeah, really, I, it's a Breaking Bad episode, isn't it? Yeah. Is what yes. it really is. Uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. a feature. Um, but yeah, I mean, the problems that we've discussed about, like not knowing who characters are and things just yeah. disappear, that problem is remedied by just watching the show. Yeah. Yes. Um, but things like... I think most things that their TV series and their films or whatever, they sort of do... Like Alan Partridge. You can just watch Alpha Papa. Yeah. For instance. Mm. Yeah. It's a weird comparison. Yeah. But you know, they, they, try and make, they try and make it work for a new viewer as well. Okay. And this yeah. makes absolutely no concession to... No. But at the very end, when he gives Ed the letter to give to Brock, you have no clue. There's no yeah. reference to it elsewhere yeah. in the film. If you're really perceptive, then maybe you can go, oh, he's probably the kid in the picture when Jesse's at the... Okay. Yeah. yeah. But that, yeah, you'd have to be quite... Yeah, because that's not to figure that for out. like one. Yeah, yeah. Little, one you shot. wouldn't even know what that means. No, I think at one point he goes, "They killed someone that I," and Ed cuts him off, and like that's the closest you sort of get yeah. to. So yeah, absolutely no clue. Yeah, but, but yes, who is watching? I'm trying to think who is watching up here without having seen Breaking Bad. Mm. Maybe a casual viewer of Breaking Bad who saw a few episodes and I was like, "Oh, but here's the film," so yeah. I watched the film. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're yeah. a person who's thinking, I'll watch El Camino, and if I like it, I'll go watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, and the film will sort of accurately yeah, it's encapsulate like, what the show was. It's a microcosm of the show. It yeah, absolutely is it isn't. It's a microcosm of the show in that it still feels a bit like Breaking Bad. Mm. Mm. Like you said, the storytelling is very Breaking Bad, even if yeah. the visuals are slightly different, because yeah. this has a much more cinematic feel to it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Breaking Bad is a necessity going in. Um, I feel there's a lot more to say about El Camino. Well, I think as we talked so much about Joker, sort of, yeah. I feel compelled to sort of match it with El Camino. Yeah. But mm. I have, broadly speaking, I have good things. I have good feelings of El Camino. Yeah, I my broad thing is it, it's definitely a good thing. Mm. It's not a good film, but it's a good th- it, property, if you know what I mean. Okay. It's a good thing that exists. Um, but I'll be honest, I am not sort of easy not easily I'm not um, readily going to accept it as like that's part of Breaking Bad now if when I inevitably watch all of Breaking Bad again for me it's still going to end with the finale okay yeah it, it doesn't end with El Camino that's a nice thing if you want it but no Breaking Bad is Breaking Bad and this is something what well, shall I give you the two alternate endings there were there like, was two alternate endings to El Camino yes okay one involved him in a prison cell. Right. Um, where he was finally able to sleep. And okay. Vince he, G- that, was Vin- that was Vince Gilligan's initial pitch, apparently. Right. And then he showed that to people and they went, no, you can't put him back in a cage. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's literally in one of the teasers. Skinny yeah. Pete says, there's no way I'm helping you put Jesse Pinkman back in a cage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been a prisoner already. Yeah. He's suffered already. And as soon as Vince Gilligan yeah. heard that, he went, oh yeah, okay. Apparently. Fucking hell, Vince. Come on. <laughs> I'm giving you some credit. You just... The other one is that apparently he's driving and there is a voiceover of what the letter says. Yeah, right. right. Okay. I, was, I was worried about that because I thought he'd give Ed yeah. the letter and then as he drove off, you'd hear the letter. And I was like, Breaking Bad, no, it's not the place for sentimentality. No. Don't I, end with Je- a voiceover of Jesse. And I th- yeah, because I think as yeah. Aaron Paul said, he never, like, it was a disgusting, mm. but he never made it. It was because disgusting. I, it, it was disgusting. <laughs> Pure filth. Emotional filth. Like yeah, you know. yeah, no, it's better that... I mean, you know what's in the letter, essentially. Don't yeah. yeah. It's better left implied, I think. Yeah. 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 But apparently those were the other options for the okay. ending. Okay. Um, I'm glad they went with yeah. the ending they did. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't think I would have liked the emotional ending of a... Just sat there just half sad letter being read over yeah here's the thing though the film isn't called El Camino I'll tell you what the film is really called what's it called it's called The Last Frontier right but the problem is because that's very Star Trek Mm. and because it would sort of give away the ending at the start of the film yeah they he's used El Camino but I'm telling you that film is called The Last Frontier A Breaking Bad Story yes it's called Alaska Alaska, I bring it back. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, no, Mike says to him, but, it's the last frontier. You can be anything you want. And then as he drives off, you mm. see the last frontier on the yeah. the number plate. Yeah. And the also, story is called The Last Frontier. And also, okay? towards the end, they just drop all pretense and it's it a becomes western. a western. Yeah. <laughs> it's a western. And so you call it The Last Frontier. Yeah, exactly. The last. Fr- it's all there. Yeah. yeah. But so in my head, I will not call it The Last, the last Frontier. Well, because okay. it's. Yeah. Because El Camino is obviously driving. Yeah. And it's in a lot of the film, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, it's a weird... It's sort of just a random thing, isn't it? Like, what am I going to call it? It's, it's what am I going to call it without giving away. That's exactly what yes. it is. It's a title yeah. you yeah. use to disguise yes. the thing of the film. Yeah. It, only, it would probably be a working title, if not for the fact that yeah. 
you know, they were they were so desperately trying to keep it a secret. The yeah, yeah. Of Jesse Pinkman. Yeah, I did. I did think watching it that I would probably really enjoy. It. Not necessarily keeping it tight, but the idea of just watching two characters like Skinny Pete and Badger together, just like as like yeah. a little thing, I'd probably quite enjoy watching those two because they seem. Oh, they're of, like yeah, they're great. They're um rants and arguments they have while they're yeah. like on meth and everything yeah, yeah. So they're great see th- so one, internet one, shorts of that yeah like, <laughs> one thing that tv shows do is after the first season if if it's you know it gets if it's acclaimed hmm. uh they'll try and lean into what they think has made it successful yeah yeah um same with with film series with breaking bad it's one of the few shows i've seen that does it well where it's like right audiences like the random conversations that Badger and Skinny Pete have like yeah. about zombie games and stuff and so you get that whole Star Trek uh, script pitch yes. in the film yeah. that is like 101 how to do what the audience likes yeah, or, yeah. you know Jesse saying bitch will have him go yeah bitch magnets oh yeah. <laughs> it, it was yeah. always good at doing that the fact that that I think you get do you actually get a full one in the film you get one and yeah that's one, the when, it's, when he's old Jesse yeah, yeah. yeah. The fact that he doesn't say bitch at all. Yeah. It's like oh, it's he's, been, grown, he's grown up. He's, he's, yeah. No, 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 no. See, <laughs> no, that's generally what it is. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's a I, I just felt like it had been beaten out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 His adolescence has been. Yeah. The, the dumbness has been. There's a few little. When he's with Ed, he says, like, yeah, you're the guy. Wait, what? Yeah. There's like a, the odd little moment of levity where he's being a bit dumb. But yeah, no, I, I think being tortured by Nazis for a, the better part of a year. Because <laughs> <laughs> if his last line, because I d- I was expecting more to come, and I was like, it's going to be like his last line. Something I was like, if his last line had been like, "Cheers, bitch," or something like, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean. Yeah. What, what, what is his last line? What is his last line? Oh, it's nothing major. Oh, it's we talking to Jane, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just just him saying to Ed. <laughs> yeah, thanks, bitch. <laughs> thanks, bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes and yeah drives off, and you say. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was I was I was ex- expecting more, but I was kind of glad. Yes. Like yeah. we've won for fan service. Yeah. But yeah, and that's what I liked as well. You know, I mean, uh, it's ten years later, like a lot of the cast, some of the cast look different, yeah. if not older. Um, Jesse is Jesse. Todd he basically Todd. looks the same. Yeah. yeah. Not just that, but oh, the performance. Mean, right. Is, yes, you know, I agree. You know, I Todd agree. after like. Once he's, like, in the El Camino with Jesse, uh, by that point, I'd sort of accepted, like, okay, it's just Todd again now. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't distracted. I thought that's what they were going to do, though, because for that first scene with Todd, you see him through the grate in the yeah. scene. And I thought, oh, they're going to keep him, like, in shadow or obscured. Yeah. But no, they're just like, oh, no, he's yeah, there he is. I thought you were just going to hear the voice, because it's just a shadow at first, doesn't it? Yeah. Are you okay, Jesse? He's like, right, they just got him to do, like, an ADR or whatever. Yeah. But I think that that was the point. They wanted us to believe you're yes. not really going to get Todd and then he's in half the film or whatever. Yeah. He's uh, the main supporting character, isn't he? Yeah, yeah really. basically him yeah. and Robert Forster who's yeah. tragically passed away. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, it was, I thought the villain was a good choice as well. Like, right, well, all the villains in Breaking Bad are dead. So what villain can we have? And I love that it, they've tied it back to your pre-existing material, essentially. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guys. I thought that was good the villains weren't villainy enough that it sort of why weren't they in Breaking Bad they were just sort of like another little threat yeah um, and my take on it is you know when he blows up at the end yeah. of the film he blows up the um, the welding shop yeah 
um, to me, I mean, that's bigger than any explosion that they ever had yeah. in Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's definitely. the biggest thing that's happened. Yeah. yeah. And uh, to me, that was Vince Gilligan going, no more evil. Like, <laughs> the, phew, it's done now. Yeah. yeah. The bad guy's gone. Yeah. All good from here on out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I like and then that. we see Walter White. <laughs> and then we see Walter White. Yeah. yeah. I did enjoy Larry Hankin as old Joe. Yeah, I love it. he's like, oh, he's got enough sort of like fondness for Jack. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. You've gone through a lot. I'll do this for free. Oh, you've got, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm out. yeah, yeah, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a tracker on the yeah. car. Nah, I'm off. Yeah, yeah. Bye. yeah, fuck you. Oh, yeah, I wanted to bring that up briefly, how the marketing has just been messing with us. Because yeah. the first like proper thing we saw was the Skinny Pete trailer. Yeah. yeah. That scene isn't in the film at all. No. No. Like when, once Jesse um, is, once he leaves the uh, Skinny Pete's house, that's it. He's out of the film. Yeah. The scene with Joe because is in the film. Yeah. The trailer would go for Joe, mm. implying that he's going to be um, a fixture of the film, and he's yeah. in that one scene, and then he's gone. Yeah. And then release day, <laughs> we get a scene with Huel. Oh, yeah. I see. I still haven't seen. You still this. haven't seen it. No. Have you seen this? No. We see Huel leave the safe room. <laughs> So I'm like, oh my god, Huel's going to be in this film. He's not in the film. <laughs> no. <laughs> the thing is, Huel is a planet in the TV show. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, he's since lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So I haven't seen the trailer. But you said it's like shot from a distance or something. It's not distracting his it's not distracting. Dis- disparity. Okay, because I was going to say, I mean... I guess he's been in the room for a while. <laughs> he hasn't lost, yeah. you know, a gravitational mass or whatever. No. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think that was a bit, you know, I think that might, without having to put him in the film, that was them going like, oh, he was... Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, he should have been, should have been the main character, if yeah. honest. We know that Lydia... <laughs> well, Lydia still hasn't died by the film, the time the film... No, but no. they say she's not expected yeah, yeah, she's to survive. Yeah. So, you know, that's fair enough. I'm glad Bob Odenkirk wasn't in it. I'm very glad he wasn't in it. He's alluded to once. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was enough. Yeah. Um, so very bad about that. I still don't think anything in Al Camino is going to influence the end of Better Call Saul. I don't see how it would, really. Apparently mm. there are two characters from Better Call Saul. Yeah, the- I, yeah. I think it's the... Um, is it one of the strippers and the guy driving the... It's so uh, a, po- a police officer who also right. appears in it. Um, it did list tiny bit parts, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's like nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is that? I feel like I've, that's everything I have to say about. Alchemy yeah, I mean, it's um, fans of the show will like it. Yeah, you know, it's it's not a um, betrayal of any kind. No, it's very very good. It's not needed. Don't um, watch it if you haven't seen any break. Don't about. watch it if you haven't seen the show. Yeah. and it's broadly it's not needed, but it's welcome. Mm. Toy Story Four. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel I was right. The, the one difference... Every time we find things, you're going to harp back to Toy Story. Yeah. The only difference <laughs> I, I would say is that Toy Story 4 does work as a film in its own right. It does. Whereas yes. this doesn't really. Yeah. I, I'm only making the comparison in that we yeah. didn't need it, but... But okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't, again, and to compare it to the Deadwood film, you don't need it in the way that you did need the Deadwood film. Yes. I would say. Yeah. Anything else? What's your TLDR on um, El Camino, Mr. Boylet? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I, no. I, I basically agree. No, I'll say, yeah. It's all right. I think could have been better, could have been worse. Yeah. And i just say, you probably really can't watch it without watching yeah. Breaking Bad. Yes. And of course, what this does is throw up, well, because you basically get the same ending for Jesse as you do in Breaking Bad, I guess you could now do another Breaking Bad story where it's him in Alaska. Uh, yeah. But no, I would genuinely, I would be more open to that than Al Camino. Really? 
yeah, I'd be more open to right. We just kind of we we skip a year, mm. and Jesse's in Alaska. A new story because they right. well okay at least it can be its own thing you know. Mm. It's okay, but isn't that sort of loaded with the expectation that Jesse's going to eventually get caught? Well, who knows? I know it's I know like that's you know like oh it mm. could go in any direction, but really everyone's going to think oh so Jesse will get I caught suppose. at the end. I suppose. But then mm. you invert that, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I'm having a yeah. nose at Better Call Saul to see if they've... Because obviously we know there's a season five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but next year. Yeah, but obviously they haven't given anything more than next year, so I'm just having Which a nose Which is interesting, because they, they've been... It's been a season a year up until And then they decided year. to take... They said that... It was something like they said they took two years to give it time and... Yeah, yeah, see what... Yeah, which is interesting. What does that mean for the show? I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched the, the last season at all. yeah. I I got to the point of seeing Gus Fring and then stopped watching. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He was just insulted. It's like, no, he's a, he's a Breaking Bad feature. He shouldn't be in this. I just he was a bit shitter. So. Yeah, and he looks much older and fatter as well. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Maybe that's why he started eating carrot sticks. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Did I bring this up on the last podcast? No, you didn't. No, I didn't. No. Right, audience, explain to me, right. Gus Fring owns a, chicken, a chain of chicken restaurants. He does. And yet whenever he's hosting a meeting, he's like, oh, I'm going to bring like salad and carrot sticks and celery sticks to this meeting. Yeah. Mm. How insulted would you be if you went to meet like the head of McDonald's and he brought like a salad platter with him? I mean, if I was meeting Ronald McDonald, I'd be quite happy. No, but like, like where's <laughs> but, the McDonald's? Like, surely you bring McDonald's. No, you don't, do you? If, no? if, that, if every day of your life is consumed with chicken, 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 yeah. you, you'd want something a bit different, wouldn't you? you if, start yeah, to feel, if you're the owner of McDonald's, not the yeah. person that is you're meeting, but, they want free chicken. But we know what that's about, <laughs> yeah. don't we? We know why they've got the cut-up vegetables. It's because he's uh, trying to present that yeah. he's like... Uh, he's making a statement about... Yeah, no, no. That, that he can separate business from you know that what what he does what he provides and what he is he's clean put together fit yeah but he sells he paddles in chicken and meth yeah no chicken I, and meth which I, is I, my I, second I, I think it's a middle finger <laughs> I think it's a middle finger to whatever reason you think doing. it's a middle finger yeah I think he's just like you know yeah aha I think he tells them in advance Oh, it's like going to be chicken. Yeah. It's going to be fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. But because he's... No, ring, ring some up, ask for their order. Yeah. And it yeah. just comes in and it's like, yeah, some carrot sticks. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> what can they do? He's got spring. They can't kill him. Yeah. They can't bring it up because he'll I just mean, like, take action. I mean, if you've seen Breaking Bad, someone can kill it. Well, yes, but, you know, until then he was seen as untouchable. Like, even the <laughs> cartel wouldn't kill him. Yeah, and I could be wrong. I mean, we recently re-watched it, so it could have slipped through the cracks. I think... Walter kills him for reasons other than the food he brings to cartel meetings. <laughs> I think his no, that was, that was the prime uh, reason. Yeah. Was substantial. That was the prime reason. He didn't get his free chicken. He was really annoyed. I will feed your wife. <laughs> I will feed your son. I will feed your infant daughter. Just unbuttons his shirt slowly. <laughs> Takes out a little pump. <laughs> Chicken milk. Chicken milk. <laughs> okay. Right. Before you go. Yes. I wanted to show you that. Yeah, it's an NME article. That came out two days ago. Okay. Aaron Paul wants to play Jesse Pinkman in Better Call Saul. Well, well Aaron Paul can want all he wants. Yeah. 
Would I you... feel like that's been a thing for a while. It has, there. but he's a fi- the fact that he's actually come out and said it. Yeah, I mean, everyone has said Walt can't be in bed called Soul. No, no, unless it's like a complete again a tangent but, story. Yeah, but yeah. I do think you could have Jesse in it, but it has to be like one episode. Yeah, it, it's because in Breaking Bad, he he knows that Soul has a reputation for being a criminal lawyer. Yeah, says. yeah. So yeah, he could conceivably be in it, but again. It's stretching this universe to breaking point, I yes. think. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be like if we did see Walt before it, in Better Call Saul. It's like this idea they're now doing a Die Hard prequel film. Yeah. So the whole point of Die Hard is that he's a normal cop who's never experienced anything like this before. Yeah. And all of a sudden he has to deal with they're these doing terrorists. They're a Die Hard prequel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like if you see Walter White, the whole point of Breaking Bad is he's like an ordinary guy, essentially, who, well, an overqualified guy but who's lived 50 years of basically being um, beige. And then this stuff happens. So if if he is in medical soul, it's just going to be, what, him teaching (laughs) and looking vaguely miserable. (laughs) And and someone says to him, oh, you know, you could cook math one day. He's like, oh, yeah. I suppose I could do that, but I'm a teacher now. Ooh, it's planting the seeds and bringing him back. (laughs) Nah, it's, nah, leave it alone. Yeah, leave it alone. Yeah. Split which... Let's leave that alone. Okay. All right. Um, what should we talk about? So, Jim? Yeah. Yeah. You can mention the gym. Jim. Okay. Um, I, I recently, I, I've been seeing a sports therapist for uh, head and neck pain. Mm. Um, and he suggested that uh, some personal training sessions would help alleviate mm-hmm. some of the symptoms, just build up some strength. Um, so I went to the gym. Now, I have, I've never been to a gym. Okay. I've never used a gym oh, okay. for anything. Yeah. Um, the last time I really did physical exercise was school, which was uh, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm not poised for the gym, but I, I thought, that. you know what? I'm going to go down there. He's going to take it relatively easy on me. It'll be... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I will preface, I have been to a gym before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am very aware of what personal trainers are like. Yeah, yeah. no, you're saying, <laughs> right? In hindsight, he, he, didn't, he wasn't hard on me in that way. But anything would have been, basically, yeah. because of how unfit I am. And I went there, I'm thinking, right, I'll break a sweat, I'll get the endorphins of exercise, and that'll be it. So I go there, he gets me on the treadmill. Now, because I'm, I'm, I have problems with vertigo and stuff anyway, my mobility is thrown off. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of like, I'm running when I should be walking. He's like, your motor functions have completely fucked up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he's like, just walk, walk. So yeah. Anyway, so I, I get to grips with that. And then he gets me on the exercise. Now, it was really tough. Um, and he said strength and, ex- uh, strength and movement exercises. So I thought it would mainly be bare treadmill and then the odd weight. Now I thought I can handle that. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm relatively strong. Um, but what that what now my legs are genuinely quite strong. Yeah. yeah. So when I was li- lifting things with my legs, mm. that was no problem. Yeah. And then he gets me on this thing where you put your knee on the bench, your other leg on the floor. Yeah. You kind of lean forward and you're lifting a weight up from the floor. Yeah. Now that's where it started to get tricky. And then he made me do push-ups on the bench. Now. Pain, like intense anguish, and I sweat when it's snowing. You know, yes, I'm a really yeah. bad sweater, so I'm dripping sweat everywhere. Right, <laughs> my glasses are, are like sliding off my head. I'm a, I'm a, a mess. St- my shirt's sticking to me. I got a bottle of water, and I'm just. I thought the water would basically just be, um, like a uh, an accessory, just a thing to have with me. I'm in a gym, I'll take water, mm. and then it became vital to preserving my life. Yes, it I'm does. Like, fuck. <laughs> Down in this water. You, yeah, because I gave you a lift down and you yeah. asked me when we got in the car, should I, take should I be bringing water? Yeah, take water. Sam. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, and then he gets me to do push-ups, and now I'm in intense anguish. Yeah. And my, I'm, my arms are buckling. And I, anyway, and then I start to feel sick. Now, it was hard, it's hard to explain. I wasn't physically exerted, like, mm-hmm. out of breath. I, it was muscle pain, you know, like... And then just nausea came over, and I was like, oh, right. I don't feel like I've worked myself up to being sick. It's just sort of hit me all of a sudden. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and he's like, right, okay, yeah, good. You've done good this week. That's it for this week. Um... So I'm like, same time next week, it's fine. I leave the gym, oh, cold, fresh air, I'm all good. I get in the car. I'm still feeling pretty, I'm feeling exhausted and like yeah. it's the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. But it was necessary and um, I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then about five minutes before we got in, yeah, um, I'm like, I feel quite sick. And then within the space of 30 seconds, it's like, I might be sick. I'm going to be sick. Open the window, all down the side. <laughs> Of Jordan's car. <laughs> um, and we were in traffic yeah, at the time. We were in bumper-to-bumper traffic. That's amazing. <laughs> so what, what I noticed as well, the car behind us... So as, yeah, as we were forward, they were, like, staying back. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> it just came, like, shooting out the back of the car. I felt instantly okay after that. Yeah. And I was kind of, we were just having a laugh about it mm. and making jokes. So what the people behind must have seen was a guy throw up quite violently down the side of the car and then just go, <laughs> and just have a laugh with his mate. He's like, well, he's not feeling ill. What's, what's going on with him? What's it's happening? It's like four mm. in the afternoon, so they're not drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, is, this, is, this is Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah. You're in the south of Wales now, come on. Yeah. And then we got in and then uh, I had my dinner and we watched Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. So quality. <laughs> Have you been back since? Uh, tomorrow is my tomorrow. next personal training session. Oh, yeah. Fair. No, do it. I. I mean, I've still got to be signed off. Yeah. To go back to the gym because, mm. funny enough, they don't let you go back straight away if you uh, dislocate your shoulder. Peculiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got to be signed off when I go to. Oh, I've got doctors next week. Right. Um, but I got to be signed off for that. But they were recommending me going back and you know yeah yeah obviously, it, yeah because obviously it's f- to sort it out good re- proper rehabilitation yes yeah you know we just think because the nausea seemed sort of deus ex machina for lack of better it just sort of it came out of nowhere yeah it, to me I sort of felt like it, it was less physical stress and like my body was philosophically rejecting the gym <laughs> So it was. It was like, I mean, I can believe that. it was. It was a, a concept vomit. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, um, I would say, yeah. No water. I used to take a two liter bottle of water. Yeah. Finish it off, and sometimes still use the tap at the water. Yeah, the, the yeah. gym. Yeah, tomorrow I'm going to eat a few hours before I go. Yeah, do that. Oh, that was the other oh, thing you yeah. hadn't eaten. I hadn't yeah. eaten anything. A hundred percent. Yeah. That probably added to you feeling ill. But it's that, you it's do that, need to eat. It's part of that just arrogance that all humans have, isn't it? Of just like, well, I'm not like everybody else. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. my body doesn't respond the same way everybody else's bodies respond. Yes. So it was generally quite upsetting. <laughs> when I felt it. But of course, of mm, course, yeah. I, I don't exercise. I've been ill. Yeah. Of course I was going to respond. But, but you tell yourself, oh, I'm just going to like break a sweat. Yeah. 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 It was a bit Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. So yeah, my T- TLDR on gyms is, um, well, don't go unless you want to be fit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, George. Yes. Should we tell the audience about our gingerbread story? <laughs> okay. And Mr. Boiler. Yes, he has Eddie has story. Knowledge I have been. I've been kept in the dark. Okay. Yeah. It's it's not like an amazing story as much as it's just an unusual, psychologically intriguing yes. one. Right. 
We this happened about a week ago. Yes, we were watching Breaking Bad, I believe. We, what, what had happened is yes. we were. I am, I'm only saying that quickly just because our memories of it. We are sort of rediscovering the story as we tell it now. Yes, it's been yeah. like a week or so, yeah. it? a little yeah. while ago. Uh, well, we were watching, coming to the end of our run of the show, so we were trying to get as many episodes in as we could to make sure we finished in time. Yeah. So we'd watched like six episodes of Breaking Bad at this point. It was like two o'clock in the morning, so we were both kind of getting tired. But earlier in the night, you'd mentioned an eight out of ten cats Christmas special yeah. that Jedward were on. Yeah. And you said, have you seen this? I was like, no. And you went, oh, I'll show you later. Yeah. So I was about to leave and then Sam was like, oh, I'll, I'll show you the thing. So bear in mind, this entire situation is taking place at the soundtrack of Jedward <laughs> yeah. being so unfunny. And yeah. <sighs> that weird. a room full of professional comedians yeah. start drinking because they yeah, can't yeah. deal with it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Sam puts it on, he goes in the kitchen and he gets himself a little box of gingerbread men. Yeah. Now he offers me... <laughs> What? So, uh, th- just the idea of you having gingerbread men. Oh yeah, mate, I love them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he gets me. Uh, you get you, you get a box of gingerbread yeah. men. You bring them out and you open the box and you present them to me and you go have a gingerbread man. Yeah. Well, no, you don't actually say have a gingerbread man. You just present me with the box. Yeah, have one. Yeah, take one. Yeah. So I take one out, and it's not until I'm holding it that I realise it's a gingerbread man. Yes. And now Jordan has this weird thing where he, you can't eat. Anything that resembles a person or an animal. I can't eat anthropomorphized I I, kn- I knew this about you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he also thinks that bacon is the most important in an English breakfast, but that's, right. that's no, a separate that's, thing. Um, well, no, carry on. No, no. You brought it up now. <laughs> no, no. It's a separate... Maybe we'll come back to it after the gingerbread story. Okay, right. Okay. Yes. So I'm now holding this gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I just, like, I've just taken this from him. How do I? I can't eat this. So how do I give it back? Now, to when him? I offer the gingerbread man, yeah, I've completely forgotten that Jordan has this thing about eating yeah. anthropomorphized thing. Yeah, it's just a casual. Do you want this? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't realize it. I think that Sam fully remembers. I'm goading you because as I'm holding the gingerbread man, going, "Oh, how do I give this back to him?" Sam goes, "Here, have another one." Now, whenever I have a, a box or a bag of snacks, I typically offer Jordan one, yeah. and then eat the rest myself. Um, <laughs> it's very, it's very rare that I offer two, and certainly not at the same time. Now, for whatever reason, the stars were aligned that yeah. evening. The universe conspired that for some reason, when I offered him one, I was like, because it's a massive box, it's like I have another one, just take two. Now, because that never happens, that. Yeah. Concrete to your belief, yeah. That I am just trying to prod you into like a reaction. Yes, and yeah. I think Which, just sort of. I mean, based on the last few weeks of me visiting the house, would be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> it's not. I'm not. I'm not above it. No. <laughs> but, Which again yeah. reinforces the point. Um, so yeah, kind of out of shock, I take the second gingerbread man. Not really thinking. <laughs> out of pure shock. Yeah. 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 So now I'm holding two gingerbread men that I can't eat. Yeah. And also, I can't return to Sam. Because I've won. Because if you well, no, that's the problem. I can't return them to him because a he's either not going to take them. Yeah, he's gonna be like, no, eat them, eat them, do I'm it. Gonna, I, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna make you eat them. <laughs> yeah, or it's gonna be very uncomfortable because I've like polite. The laws of politeness dictate that I take them from him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and or, you can't just give back. A gift. And you can't just yeah. give back a gift. Yeah. So I'm just sitting there while Jed would being unfunny. Like, <laughs> right? How do I just staring at these gingerbread men going? hell do I do and Sam is on the sofa just watching casually and then he goes oh wait you can't eat those can you 
<laughs> I'm like, no, I can't. Because bear in mind, I think that he like you were just realizing this. Weren't yeah, you? he. But he, I'm actually just realizing. But Jordan thinks I'm falsifying a reaction. Yeah. To so, speed things along. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting there. So he's like, right, I got to get him to eat them soon. <laughs> so I'm going to put him on the spot. So I'm like, you can't eat those, can you? And I went, no, I can't. And he's like, oh, what are we going to do then? Yeah. Went, then just dropped it. It didn't go past that. I, I think. think so. Yeah. Because yeah. you went back to watching. Yeah. The thing. So I was like, right, he's forced my hand now. <laughs> I have to eat them. But I can't... I can still maintain dignity. I can't give him the satisfaction yeah. of seeing me eat them. Yes, if I eat them without him seeing me eat them, I still win. Yeah. <laughs> I still keep my dignity in this situation. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> so I start to break up one of the gingerbread men in my hand. So they're small enough that I can just sort of shove it in my mouth without... Him seeing, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I do that. I eat the first gingerbread man, and I I have to sort of prepare myself to eat the second one because it was quite traumatic for me. <laughs> so I'm having to build myself up to the second one. So I'm just sort of like, you know, toying with it in my hands for a while, just kind of like oh, I'm gonna have to, I'm just gonna have to get around to this soon. Right. It's at this point now. I've out the corner of my eye noticed that Jordan has been, yeah, eating something. So I'm like, oh, he's eating it. And again, my mind wasn't at all um, thinking about uh, goading you or anything like that. You weren't being malicious. No, and if you had eaten it, I wouldn't have then gone, ha, it's two o'clock in the morning. I would have just dropped it. I wouldn't have even thought about, you know, carrying this forward. But anyway, so I'm seeing him eating, like, yeah, he's eating it. But then there's a long time, and he's not doing anything with the Mm. second one. And he's sort of twiddling it, and I'm not sure what's going on. I'm like, did he... Did he eat that first one, or did, or <laughs> did my brain deceive me that I've yeah. seen that? So I, I'm, I'm, I start thinking, right, what he's doing is, he's breaking up the gingerbread men, and he's hiding it in the couch because he doesn't want to eat it, and he doesn't want to give it back. So he's like sliding them in the couch, yeah. yeah. And because of my obsessive compulsive cleanliness, yeah, I start internally freaking out, like, oh, the fucking bastard is he is that is he doing that is he putting gingerbread men down the couch and like really getting angry yeah <laughs> but I'm not saying anything so I mm. uh, but then I'm like right George are you did you eat the first gingerbread man and you say um I don't think I answered no so what, what, what what's also been happening is because he's trying to covertly not give me the satisfaction of seeing him eat them yeah. he's breaking them up and putting it in his mouth and what's happening is because he's like glancing at me sideways to try and you know, to see if I'm looking at him, and I'm doing the same thing to see if he's putting it down the side of the couch. What we're doing is like we're, we're we are reinforcing each other's ideas. Yeah. About what the other <laughs> about what the other's up to. So yeah. paranoia is setting in. Yeah. And I'm like, right, well, he's he's being shifty, so he's clearly fucking up to something. Yeah. He's pulling the gingerbread man down the side of the couch. Yes. Um. So, so I yeah. So I think you asked me, are you eating them? Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, if I say yes, he's one. Yes. So I can't give him a straight answer. Yeah. So yeah, you just you're squirrely about it. Yeah, yeah. So again, silence sets in. <laughs> Jedward are continuing to be unfunny. We're sort of half watching the TV, half watching each other, mm. thinking, "He's what's he fucking up to?" Yeah, He's up something's to going on. Yeah, something's yeah. going on. What's he up to? And out of nowhere, Sam just looks at me with complete like sternness and just goes, "Stand up." <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I could, "It's two o'clock. I was quite tired." And I was like. I can, we can eat, I can go along with whatever because yeah. Jordan that's also gives some context <laughs> you like to troll me don't you yes. you like to provoke me yes by being quite weird and you know doing these sorts of things yeah um, 
and I'm easily led by it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I let myself get really annoyed. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to make him stand up. I'm, I'm going to check. Yeah. If he is actually playing down the side of the couch. Yeah. So I say stand up. Yeah. Stand up now. Bear in mind, I don't know what's going on in Sam's head right now. All that I know has happened is we've just been sitting here watching this show and all of a sudden my best friend looks at me with just this face of thunder and goes, stand up. So I'm thinking, what the hell is going on? What does he want? Yeah, am I going to hit you? Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, right, okay. Is he going to throw more gingerbread men at me? But that's worse because if I'm sitting here. Yeah. You're, you're not your static target. Yeah, but if I stand up, I can take evasive action. Yes. Yeah. So it can't be that. And yeah, again, if he wants to like beat me up or something, then he he would have more success if I just stay here. Yeah. So what the hell does he want? So of course, so I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not standing. Which up. Which reinforces my idea that he's putting gingerbread men down the couch. Yeah. Like where he's not standing up, he's hiding something. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Sam is like stand up. It's like no, I'm not. Gonna I'm like you're gonna up. have to. You're leaving soon anyway, so you're gonna have to stand up at some point. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, well, I'll stand up then. Yeah. Uh, I'll fucking run out the room <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And then you clock. Oh, I think what he. Thinks. No, because initially, didn't you say to me before that you believed that I didn't know why? Yeah. So when I said stand up, and he was like, "No, why do you want me to stand up?" In his tone, I detected. Right, I don't think he's trolling me. He seems genuinely confused why I'm asking him to stand up, which throws me into further confusion. Like, right, what is going on then? Because he was giving me shifty looks. Yeah. So he's up to something, <laughs> but he seems genuinely confused as to why I'm asking him to stand up. Yeah. Yeah, so we're both quite confused. Yeah. You're refusing. Yeah. Yeah. What doesn't help is the next time he asks me to stand up, he says, you can stand up or you can move to the other end of the couch. Yeah, just sit so on I'm the like, other What the hell cushion. could he possibly achieve? <laughs> by me either standing up or just sitting <laughs> elsewhere. Yeah. But yes, eventually I figure out, oh, he probably thinks I'm, I've am i hidden something. Yeah. Or yeah. he wants to check the sofa for something. Um, now, I can't let him look under the sofa because there's no gingerbread men there. Because <laughs> if there were gingerbread men there, I'm screwed either way, right? Because if there's gingerbread men there, which there isn't, Sam's going to freak out because I've just dirtied his house. Yeah. But if there isn't gingerbread men there, I've eaten it. Therefore, I lose my dignity. (laughs) So, at that moment, I have to continue denying Sam. Yeah. Like, not knowing what I'm up to or what I'm thinking. Yeah. You just have to go along with, right, I just have to... Something's going on. I just got to go along with it. Yeah. And so I'm saying, move, move, move. He's not doing it. So I'm just like, fuck this. So I stand up. I pull him off the couch, and you're trying to get back on the couch. Oh, but I should mention by this point, I've broken up the second gingerbread man, prepared yes. to eat it. But because Sam is now watching me like a hawk, <laughs> there's no opening. So I just have gingerbread men, like the yeah. fragment of a gingerbread man, in my hand. Yeah. So I, I throw him off the couch. I pull up the cushions. There's nothing there, obviously. Yeah. Meanwhile, John's quickly eating the gingerbread <laughs> shoving it into and all head. I can detect is that he's up to something and he's moving quickly yeah so I'm like right when I'm not looking he's put it in the other side of the couch like the other <laughs> the other cushion because yeah. he's fucking something's going on yeah so but I, um, I quickly do so right there's nothing there so what what's happening is yeah. he putting it under the couch behind the couch so I just I think I just up front ask you yeah did are you eating the gingerbread men or are you putting them in the couch yeah 
And what do you say? Well, I can't give you a straight answer, can I? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I can't. Yes. So I think it was at that point. Did it all just kind of end at that point? Yeah, I think you <laughs> you asked me, and I, th- I think it was you. Just went right, right. What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, forget whatever framework we're in. Yeah. Are you genuinely eating the gingerbread man? Yeah, that? yeah. And you say, I still yeah. don't give you a straight answer. Yes. But then you start to explain yourself. It's like, right. I think this is this is what's happening. Yeah. And it's at that moment that we both realize, oh, we've both like just instilled paranoia in ourselves <laughs> over nothing. <laughs> Yeah, um, but, but not only that, but the situations. Yeah, yeah. Like somehow the it's like this perfect storm of things that perpetuated our yeah. belief that the other person was up to something. Yeah, it doesn't help that, like I said, it was a weird time. It was a weird vibe, mm. kind of soundtrack to it, yeah. and it it all came together to create the feeling of I really felt because mm. of the ambiguity of the situation. It's like I don't know what you call this situation. It's so weird. Yeah. That I started to feel like I was tripping. <laughs> it genuinely, because it had that early morning vibe, it was like, oh, my head's spacey. I can't make sense of concepts. Yeah. What's going on? Anyway, we just thought we should. Uh, yeah, and then. We should there's, that there's no, with yeah, you. there's no ending to that. There's story. no ending. It just petered out. Yeah. You two are fucking weird. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah, there we go. Um, that's it, really. Yeah. yeah. Is everything ticked um, off? Yeah. How do we wrap up? Um, but uh, yes, we. Yes. Um, you may have seen um, uh, announcements put out. This will be coming out every week from now on. Yes, this will be a weekly podcast now. Um, so you get to hear more from us. Yay. <laughs> yeah, and we won't be able to, you know, we're going to try and keep, if we talk about films and stuff, we'll try and keep it as like relevant as possible. But because um, of how we record it, that's sometimes not going to be possible mm. yeah but we will do our best um yeah, yeah. Your, your continued support warms our bloody hearts yeah and uh yeah yeah uh, hope you will join us next time yeah yeah this bacon is, is not better than it's not the best thing in oh the- fuck off <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>